Dennis Ramani here with Phil Goldberg. Our guest today has been Radhanath Swami of the Hare Krishna movement. Uh, really enjoy him for many, many reasons. Smart, uh, compassionate, uh, pretty amazing fellow. Really walks his talk. Yes, he does. And um, he's also one of the most skilled people I, I've run into uh, at uh, explaining what bhakti is. Right. and um, putting uh, the larger sort of universal context of devotional practice uh, uh, to, to explaining that as to a sectarian kind of um, explanation. He, he, he understands the, the, um, that the, the core principles of, of devotional practice and bhakti can be found and expressed in many, many different ways right. and is very, very skilled at explaining the value of it. Yeah, there were a couple of other things I really enjoyed. So, first of all, he is part of a very specific group uh, that proselytizes, like many groups, uh, and, and yet he is uh, very um, open to all and everything. It's not, uh, you know, our yeah. way of the highway with him. And no. also, um, uh, you know, a lot of spiritual groups, they really shy away from talking about suffering, whether it's physical or mental or whatever. They only want to focus on everything being wonderful and beautiful. And, and that's not people's experience in life. Everybody experiences usually the good, the bad, and the ugly right. and in terms of their physical health, their mental health, the whole. And he really addresses that and, and, and was very real. And yeah. uh, it, was, it was refreshing for me uh, to hear that and, and uh, very inspiring for me. Yeah, I, I agree with you. He, he, he's... He's able to speak to the highest values that we all aspire to and to the highest principles, but at the same time uh, able to speak to real life and the grounded sense of being embodied and uh, dealing with adversity and change and, and hardship. And uh, as you said, walking the talk by not just talking about it uh, on a theoretical level, but by uh, uh, creating and running these rather incredible seva projects uh, that do a lot of good for a lot of people. Yeah. 1.2 million kids are fed every day throughout India. And I know even in San Diego, the Hare Krishna temple there, they go out to college campuses and all, I think they give away the food free. And it, yeah. they're very careful about how they prepare food. Uh, so, uh, interesting. The one thing I, I would like to ask him next time is a little bit about his own daily practice, because I know yeah. many of the Hare Krishna monks, they get up at like from four in the morning, like for four hours, they, they have these beads, and they chant the Hare Krishna mantra over and over again, uh, yeah. which it seems like le very laborious and boring, uh, but they seem to enjoy it uh Quite a bit, no. and I think yeah, their internal there, experience it, is yeah is quite. It, I agree. I I meant to ask that as well, but we ran out of time. Um, I have spoken to other Hare Krishna monks, and you know who uh, I don't know if they're as busy in the world as Radhana Swami, who's you know very uh, popular on the lecture and workshop circuit, and is you know uh, running uh, his uh, community in Mumbai. Uh, most of the year, and all these incredible seva projects, and uh, with his devotees, he has a lot of help. He has a, I met some of his um, 
uh, devotees uh, who work for him and in the organization, the, the wonderful people, very uh, efficient in what they, they do. Um, but he's a busy guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's not a householder, so he's not taking, you know, kids to soccer practice and all that, but he's running an organization and being a spokesperson in the world. Um, so I was wondering, too, about finding the time. But I, my, my guess is he is faithful to his daily practice and uh, probably gets up very early and, and uh, does their form of uh, meditation and uh, chanting and so forth. And it's, it's quite a, a, a lengthy sadhana, I think, for most mm-hmm. people. Now, uh, uh, a sadhana is what? A, a daily practice, practice, sort of personal spiritual practice. And a practice. seva is an is a, uh, act of compassion? Yeah, so we think of it as service, selfless mm-hmm. service in the world is, you know, the, the term bak- a, 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 a mitzvah in other languages, <laughs> right? I don't you're know. Doing, you're doing a well, good thing, a good, good, you, good result. You know Yiddish better than I yeah, do. Yeah, so <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's all good. Uh, but I, yeah. but I, I love okay. that uh, uh, we have been discovering in our many interviews with yeah. spiritual folks from uh, every tradition uh, and every persuasion that so many of them, uh, they feel a big part of their spiritual growth and path and development uh, yeah. has to do with reaching out and helping others. And uh, that, that, that uh, is encouraging, I think. Yeah, and, and in the context of uh, a lineage like Radhanath Swami's, uh, uh, who honor the, the, the spirit and the, the uh, practice of seva, um, it's, it's understood to be not just, um, it's not a sacrificial thing. It's not something you do, you know, as a, out of a sense of duty or obligation, but it's, it's something that is understood to, to serve the person who's doing the, the, the service as well as the uh, people who are being served. And um, so it's an ge- act of a supreme generosity but at the same time, it's understood to be um, uh, serving one's own spiritual development. Right. And, and you know, uh, a couple of other things for next time when we talk to him. I wanted to ask, uh, they, they, I, they have a, uh, an amazing temple, I'm told. I haven't seen it in West Virginia that was built mm. a number of years ago. And also, yeah. they have a community uh, in Florida where uh, m- most of the people are not monks. They're living in the world. Uh, they yeah. have families and whatnot. Uh, You're thinking they, of Gainesville, I believe. Yeah, they ha- they have a uh, they have a uh, full community there where people right. participate in a lot of their programs, but also live and work in the world. And they even have uh, their kids. I was told by a kid that went there have there's a charter school, which is a public school. Yeah. But most of the people uh, uh, involved yeah. in the school are involved with Krishna consciousness, and uh, they've been very successful. Yeah, most people, uh, you know think that they, the Hare Krishna uh, sort of movement disappeared after in the 70s when because they don't see them in the streets and airports like they used to. But, you know, the, the community, uh, their organization went through a lot of difficulties back in the 70s after Prabhupada passed away with the next generation of leadership. Anybody can go online and read about that. But then, you know, they survived because it's a genuine 
spiritual path and people are devoted to it and the mm-hmm. sense of commu- of community was strong and so there are uh, Krishna communities uh, with devotees both monastic and householders uh, throughout the world really uh, you're right about Gainesville I-, I was at the University of Florida and uh, once uh, uh, a few years ago, and there they were on campus at lunchtime giving out food, or maybe it was just very inexpensive, a couple of bucks or something, mm-hmm. uh, as as their you know service. And you know, so they're quite a presence, and they they deserve credit for introducing uh, bhakti and the the practice of chanting or kirtan. Uh, to the West, and uh, which is now, you know, very popular and being being uh, done, you know, in many many uh, contexts outside of the Krishna movement. The other thing I was I was interested in, he mentioned having been to Vrindavan very early in his path, where he discovered his guru and 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 the Krishna path he 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 devoted himself to, as uh, and said it was very a forest. And the, with the river uh, Yamuna running through it, and I was just there in Vrindavan a, mm-hmm. a couple of months ago, and it ain't no forest no more. Oh, really? <laughs> oh no! I mean, you know, the river is still there, although depleted a lot, but it's very urbanized, and there's you know uh, loud cars and motorcycles everywhere. And when he was there. There probably weren't any cars at all, or or very few, and it was uh, quiet, and there were probably wooded paths uh, going down to the river, you know, which I was just on, on a road heavily traveled with cars and motorcycles, and and very noisy and so forth. But that that center of Krishna worship remains, and... The, the feeling of bhakti is in the air and the mm-hmm. devotees are visible and the temples are active and it's a wonderful place to visit, but it's not a quiet not, not a forest forest. Yeah, you know, anymore. Yeah, I believe in his new book, The Journey Within, there's a chapter on spiritual ecology. And, and again, a, a common theme for many people in spiritual work, and that is uh, the environment and taking care of the planet and, uh, you know, um, I, I think much influence from 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 these folks in in regard yeah. to uh, replenishing and taking care of uh, uh, of of where we live uh, this, this this planet. Um, uh, another thing I wanted to mention was you know a lot of people our age or whatever back in the sixties uh, our recollection of the Hare Krishna people was always being very aggressive in the airport selling Bhagavad giving away or selling Bhagavad Gita's and, and yeah. I must say the the organi- so it, it was a turnoff at the time. But I must yeah, say, having looked people. into it further, uh, they've evolved past that point of uh, aggressive proselytization. Uh, proselytizing. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah. there, there's a real message there, and uh, uh, they do a lot of good stuff. Yes, and it's a very honorable and venerable uh, tradition that they're part of. You know, look, back in the 60s and early 70s, uh, you know, a lot of us were young and naive, and... Um, they were that way too, and there was, you know, inadvertently uh, turning people off. Uh, but at the same time, they they influenced a lot of people for the good, and mm-hmm. and they've endured and uh, have a respected place in the the sort of uh, 
spiritual landscape of America now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they're, and they're most major cities. They have some uh, um, presence, and uh, yeah. usually on Sunday nights uh, they have. Hey, when we, piece. you and I, you and I, and a lot of our friends were were teaching PM at that time, and I we, I sometimes joke with my. Um, with people I meet who were in the Hare Krishna movement at the time saying we were grateful to them because they made us look sane by comparison. Yeah. Much because, less, you know, we were the clean cut guys. Much less aggressive. <laughs> but, you know, we probably turned a lot of people off too with our aggressive uh, uh, proselytizing. Yeah, well, I used to so. go home and there were family members, I'm sure, that were thinking, God, he's not going to talk about meditation again, is he? Right. And exactly. so it was, uh, so, but I think uh, that comes with the territory. When people yeah. get excited about something, it's in the DNA. Uh, you 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 want to share it, but uh, you know he he has a a very he's he's quite mature, and he's been at this for a long time, and he has a many great stories and a great message. And yeah, and I, and I want to recommend his his both his first book, Journey Home, which is a wonderful uh, memoir, spiritual memoir, mm-hmm. and uh, the new book, A Journey Within, which is a really uh, terrific. Explanation and uh, accounting of the bhakti path. Great. Well, uh, until next time, and uh, uh, we will probably have others on from uh, that organization at some point because there's a number of people doing different things. And well, we already have. We had uh, Gadadara Pandit from from uh, (laughs) Wait, I got that wrong. But Gadadara is one of the people we we interviewed. He is the uh, first uh, Hindu. He's the Hindu chaplain. At, at uh, Columbia. Columbia University, so yeah. uh, uh, another fascinating fellow, and uh, yeah, so for, from from every angle, and if anybody has any suggestions for guests, we're always open, or any suggestions for anything, uh, you can reach us at spiritmatterstalk at gmail dot com. Uh, plus, we're on Facebook and Twitter and um, all over social media. Spirit Matters Talk found at spiritmatterstalk dot com. This is Dennis Money with my co-host, Phil Goldberg, author of American Veda. Phil, thank you. See you next time, Dennis.